0: Welcome everybody to the Collecting Raj podcast. As always, I am your host Raj. Thank you for joining me today. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, you can also find the audio only version of this podcast on Google Podcasts and on Spotify. Just search Collecting Raj. And of course, if you're on Spotify or Google Podcast listening to this, you can find the video version of it on YouTube. Just search Collecting Raj. And while you're there, subscribe to the channel, smash that like button on the video. And then, of course, feel free to leave a comment and go back and enjoy all the other videos that I've put up so far, including uh, figure unboxings, uh, classic figure reviews, uh, card pack openings, uh, toy hunts, uh, just a little bit of everything. So uh, lots of content there for you to enjoy. But, of course, if you want to listen to the audio-only version of the podcast, I've got several episodes up over on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Boy, I can't talk today. Take a shot just search Clucking Raj and you'll be able to check out all of that um i don't even know what word (laughs) oh boy yeah it's one of those mornings my recording is shut off four times uh and i'm almost excuse me i i'm so frustrated (laughs) beyond belief at this point uh because i've literally done this intro probably eight times and uh boy i'm tired of repeating the same thing Anyway, so let's just go ahead and move on. Thank you for all the love and support. I really do appreciate it. Uh, But I'm going to start off on the big topic this week, and I do mean big, as in Big E. Winning the World Heavyweight title um, from Bobby Lashley. Big congratulations to Big E. I've always been a massive fan of his, uh, and I've always thought he was horribly underrated and had lots of potential. It's really great to finally see him. Uh, get the recognition he deserves. So incredibly uh, proud of that moment for him. Uh, the fans reacted to it in a very organic way, which was great. That's something you haven't seen on WWE TV in a really long time. Um, and probably one of the few things I've seen in recent memory from the WWE where you uh, just people really honestly enjoyed it. It wasn't just, you know, piped in crowd noise or You know, things like that, like even on social media, people were just all over the place with, they just loved it. Uh, But definitely more than deserving, so congratulations, Big E. But with that happening, it does make me wonder, uh, just kind of as a sidebar to that topic, if at some point the WWE is going to try to pull some kind of weird record thing by eventually giving Xavier Woods a run with the world title, just so they can claim, oh, well, every member of the New Day has had a world title run. Which of course would be a pretty solid accomplishment um, for them to be able to say that they've got. And it, which I mean, at that point, I think it would probably establish them as the greatest trio in wrestling of all time. Right now, they're pretty much already that. I mean, unless you're really going to go back to the Freebirds, the New Day's probably it. I can't really think of another trio that has made the impact since the Freebirds. Uh, that the New Day has. I mean, there's lots of you know comparisons that can be made and arguments. Like, oh, well, the NWO uh, in, like, the earlier format, which was just Hall, Nash, and Hogan, uh, or your, you know, the Horsemen when Oli was out, you pretty much just had Flair and Arn and Tully. Um, but it's really hard to put them in the argument for that because though they were trios in a word, uh, for a short amount of time, uh, their impact, I don't think, has been anywhere near as massive as the impact of the new day. And that's something that has to be kind of kept in mind. So um, I, I really do think that's something they possibly could end up doing eventually. I don't think it'll be real soon. However, Woods has really been putting on a lot of great work and he's another guy I'm a huge fan of. I think he's incredibly talented. And I think that if he was really given the opportunity uh, to be in that main event picture, he could very easily do it. He's solid on the mic. His in-ring work is solid. Um, and he always has such a great presentation in terms of like, you know, his entrance and his gear. Uh, he really does put a lot of work into his overall presentation. And I think that could work out for his benefit in the long run. So if they did decide to make him world champ, I think it would uh, probably work out pretty well in his favor. So uh, if that happens, don't be surprised. I'm, I'm If anything, I'm, I'm calling it now. If he wins it, uh, incredibly great. Uh, But I, I, at this point, I'm almost willing to bet on the fact that it's going to happen sooner rather than later. So, uh, but regardless, like I said, big congratulations to Biggie, well-deserved, really, really cool moment. And hopefully uh, that'll maybe give them a little bit of motivation to try to maybe book a little bit differently or just do something different because right now, creatively, The WWE is really struggling, and it's it's making it hard for a lot of people to even want to watch the product. So hopefully, maybe this will bring a a few more eyes back to it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I am obviously a bigger AEW fan than WWE currently. Um, But a lot of that is just because of the difference in creativity uh, with, you know, storylines and booking and such. Um, I don't know. I just... uh, I've always been a fan of WWE and I don't want them to fail either like uh, that's something I think is horribly overlooked is that you can like one more than the other but at the end of the day I want them all to succeed because there's still people who you know at least the 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 men and women who are performers they, they, they still have you know families to feed, they still have mortgages to pay they like they still are people too and I want all of them to succeed and so if anything, maybe with all this AEW stuff that's going on, if that helps WWE push them to be better, kind of like, you know, WCW forced them to do back, you know, in the Money Net War era. I mean, I think at that point, the, 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 the wrestlers benefit, the fans benefit. And so hopefully maybe this is the first swing towards uh, a, a different idea. So um, hopefully uh, maybe that will work out. I will say, however, I did check out the new NXT 2.0, and it was okay. I liked the presentation of the arena that they had for the show. I thought it was a really cool look. It definitely reminded me of FCW, just with better lighting. Um, But overall, the booking seemed about the same as it has been recently, so nothing too surprising in that regard. It was an okay show, nothing that blew me away, but I will say that it was really cool to see Tommaso Ciampa win the title again. I've always been a giant Ciampa fan, and um, it's really cool to see him get another run with the title, uh, especially if they can let him work heel. I mean, the guy is just outstanding. Um, and yeah, I think he's got a lot of mileage left on him. So again, that's another, you know, big congratulations to is Tommaso Ciampa. He's worked his ass off, and just from improving his physique and his training and come back from all of the injuries he's come back from, uh, he's definitely a success story in wrestling, and I, I have a lot of respect for the guy and really admire his work. So, uh, yeah, big shout-out to Tommaso Ciampa as well. But I'm going to go ahead and move on from wrestling for just a little bit. We'll come, we'll circle back around because I'm going to kind of touch on this week's Dynamite since I did get to watch it, and I do want to kind of cover it. Uh, so, But I'll circle around to it because first I want to kind of go over um, – a few of the pickups that i've gotten this week as far as my weekly purchases but also i'm going to show off a few purchases um of a few things i managed to pick up for good brother hall Uh, unfortunately he doesn't have a lot of shopping options um as far as toy hunting goes in his local area so I, i do what i can to try to help him get some of the stuff and he's a huge NECA collector especially of the horror variety and i was fortunate enough to find some really great stuff this week uh and to kind of help um make that happen so I'm going to kind of show off a few of those things uh, as well. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. First off, uh, this is actually a purchase that I made um, and I've talked about these before on the podcast, um, but for my McFarlane figures that are flying figures, um, NECA makes flight stands that are really great. And you can usually find them at Target and they look like this. It just says NECA dynamic flight stand. Uh, they're about they're about $10, uh, but they are really great. They even have an extra piece you can put on the base. So if you actually want to put something that's fairly lightweight as a flyer, like a Gundam, or something along those lines, you want to put it on a window where it kind of sticks out like it's flying. It's also got a suction cup base that you can put on it as well. These are very cool. I really, really um, love these, and they, they hold the figures very well. Um, my Homelander's on one. I've got... Uh, my Justice League, uh, Snyder Cut, Superman on one. Uh, They're all just really, really um, great figures to have on flight stands. And they fit just about anything because the claws on them are adjustable. Um, So if you're looking for a nice flight stand for your figure, uh, check out your local target in the NECA section, and usually you can find these flight stands there, and they are tremendous. I also saw that NECA is putting out packs of uh, headstands. So, uh, if you are a NECA collector, or even if you're a Mattel WWE collector, a lot of times some of your figures will have extra heads to them, and you just don't know where to put them. Well, NECA now has a pack of stands, I believe it's like three or four in a package, and it's got adjustable or removable tops to them uh, for different size ball joints, and you can actually put your heads on those. Uh, So if you want to basically, you know, display the extra head with your figure, you can use it for that. Or if you're a customizer, it'd be really great to put a head on it so you can kind of work on it without having to hold it between your fingers and paint on it. It just makes it a lot easier. So those are also a thing as well. And I believe those are about uh, eight to ten for that um, multi-pack of those. And they're also found on the NACA section as well. So if you're a customizer or if you just want to display your extra heads or something uh, that is an, al- uh, an option uh, to do that with. So I'm going to show off a few of the things that I managed to get for him this week. Um, first off uh, is this NECA Ultimate. Um, is the Ultimate Laurie Strode figure by NECA. And of course, classic uh, NECA Ultimate style. It's got the little flap here that shows the figure and kind of an action pose and then there's the figure itself i'm trying to get it on the screen without you having too much glare from the light but very very cool figure really like the design of it i'm not a huge halloween fan um, but i think this thing is actually pretty nice uh, so those are on the shelves now uh, check those out i've not seen them at Walmart's. Uh, i believe those you may have to just try to hit targets i've noticed that the neca section at uh, Target tends to be substantially better than the NECA section at Walmart, so uh, check your local targets if you're trying to hunt for NECA. And speaking of Halloween, also picked up this Michael Myers uh, NECA figure. This is kind of, um, I guess, not quite the ultimate style because it doesn't have the flap over the front of the box, but still a cool figure. Still got the uh, the soft goods, um, you know, mechanic suit on him. Really cool figure. Little action shot there on the back. Um, But, you know, it's your typical classic Michael Myers style. So I really, really dig that. And give me a second. I'm trying to get something corrected real fast. I know you're like, that sounds weird. Well, I'm a weird, weird guy, if you didn't already know. Probably knew, though. Like, I'm going to go on a limb and guess that you know. Alright, and then another thing I also picked up for him, which I also grabbed one for myself as well, uh, but this one's going to be going to him, and that is the Evil Dead NECA 2, or the Evil Dead 2 uh, NECA Ultimates re-release. Uh, the original version of this one had the white packaging, if you're familiar with those. Um, this is one I talked about on the last week's podcast. I'll get a little shot there on the inside. I took some pictures of this uh, figure for my Instagram account, uh, so you can actually go check out pictures of it over on my Instagram, at Collecting Raj. In case you don't want to watch the video version of the podcast, but you do want to see some of the stuff I'm showing off, I am making sure uh, to try to get this stuff posted to um, Instagram. But this box is beautiful. Uh, a lot of options uh, as far as the design on the figure goes. Uh, this thing looks incredible, and I am really having a hard time not opening uh, this ash. It looks great. Uh, speaking of Evil Dead, if you are interested... Uh, Fathom Events, which is, uh, kind of the, I guess it's the PR company, maybe is the word for it. Um, but it's a company that usually works through some theaters to pre release or put out single release, uh, versions of movies for like, you know, a couple nights only. Uh, they're going to be doing a, a one night only release of the original Evil Dead in select theaters. I want to say it's October 6th or October 7th so uh, check out fathom events to find out more info on that i know there's one theater in my area that is doing it, and that's tinseltown um, so uh yeah if you want to see the original evil dead in a the theater that's going to be the way to do it i'm going to try to make it happen fingers crossed we'll see uh so i've not seen that in theater format yet and i think it'd be really cool um, i am a massive evil dead and army darkness fan and uh, I think that'd be a really cool experience to have. So uh, those were some of the pickups that I was able to get uh, for Master Hall this week. So I know he's really excited to add those to his collection. And, and I know that uh, I'm excited for them because um, sometimes, you know, especially with the horror neck of stuff, if you want in good condition or just finding some of it in general, you usually have to go through eBay or some secondary way of buying it. And it costs you quite a bit more. So being able to get them for retail is a, a nice touch. Now, something else I got in this week is that I recently discussed um, that I'm starting to, you know, I started getting that old X-Men Toy Biz itch, and I was really wanting to collect a set of Series 1 Toy Biz X-Men figures. So, I went out on a limb, and I started searching eBay, unfortunately, because your options for finding these things out in the wild is not very common. Um, as i would had a discussion with somebody uh, in the Major Wrestling Figure podcast group, um usually it's not a matter of being able to find these figures because you can find them. Like these things were pretty heavily produced whenever they first came out. Uh, so if you're looking for them loose, that's not as big of a deal. However, the biggest issue is two things. One, if you want thing wanting them carded, is finding them in good condition, which is really, really difficult. Um and the other problem is that if you want to get them loose is also finding them in good condition because the really the reality of it is these were boys' toys, and boys are not gentle with their toys, especially at their age uh, when they're you know playing with action figures like this. So if you do find them loose, more often than not, they're pretty damaged. Um, you're talking about figures that were made between 1991 and 1995, I think is when the run stopped. Maybe it was 94. Um, so we're talking figures that are almost 30 years old, so For the, so for them to be loose and in good condition after that long is pretty uh difficult to maintain so um i want to get the first set uh, of the x-men toy biz stuff and i want to get them in on card uh it's a line that's very near and dear to my heart it was the first real toy line that i collected as a kid Um, the first series had the brown seat wolverine the black suit storm the angel uh, i'm sorry the archangel that had the white wings it had a Nightcrawler. it had the cyclops with the blue uh suit with the white trim on it and it had Colossus, but then it also had the Juggernaut. It had a Magneto that had a magnetic plate on his chest that you could stick the parts to, which was a little weird, and then it also had an Apocalypse that had, like, extending, you know, joints and stuff on it for the legs. Uh, They were great figures, but I'm trying to get them all in on cards, so I branched out, and I found this one this week online. All in all, the package is not bad. However, I'm and this is on me. I made an oversight, and when before purchasing, I didn't look completely well at the pictures, and I overlooked this small little tear on the card right here, and that really bums me out uh, because I am trying to get these things in first print format. And the way you can tell on these specifically is that the first print format of these figures, the card inside of it were the white border uh, Marvel comic cards. Um, because the second series I believe came out had the 94 FLIR Ultra X-Men cards in it and then the third printing after that had I believe it was the 95 or 96 cards in it. So um, I'm really trying to get these original first print that's what my Wolverine and my Apocalypse I got are and so it was cool that I found this however that scuff on the package really hurts. Otherwise it's actually in really good condition a little bit of warping but it's a 30 year old figure, uh, you're not going to be able to avoid that. It's going to be real hard. If anything, you're more going to be battling issues of sun damage, which doesn't really seem to have any. Um, The color on the card is good, Um, good and clear. So um, it'll be a nice placeholder. I'm going to keep it as one. Uh, I'm going to get a protector for it because even though that spot on the card is damaged, Otherwise, it's still nice, and these things are so stupid hard to get a hold of in great condition. So it'll be a nice placeholder, but I did finally get the Storm for the set, so now I have Storm, Wolverine, and Apocalypse. I actually have an Archangel um, on the way in the mail. Uh, that one I was a little more picky on, uh, so I'm waiting for that one to pop in, and we can um, I'll show off pictures of that through my Instagram as well. And since I'm on the topic of talking about uh, the Toy Biz X-Men stuff. I also mentioned recently my Blackbird Jet that I had, and I haven't got to show it off yet except through Instagram, but here it is. If you collected these figures at all, this is the original Blackbird Jet from the X-Men Toy Biz line, and this was my childhood one, and all the stickers are still complete. I've got all the parts, including the missiles, which still work. I'm not going to shoot them because um, I'm not trying to do all that, um, but this thing is... Uh, in fairly good condition all things considered um but if you've never seen it you can either google pictures of it or uh, check out my instagram there as well i put pictures of it up there uh, last week Um, and so there's a few photos of it as well um, along with a couple of uh, mcfarlane figures that i found when i was trying to uh, recover the front wheel for the blackbird because it was missing but I did manage to find it as well as the McFarlane stuff in my parents garage. So it's really cool to get back some more of my childhood stuff in the process of finding those wheels. Now uh, other purchases I made this week, I've got one really big one which I'll get to. Uh, but the first one I want to talk about, and this is actually kind of a clearance find and this is kind of a notice for you guys. So these McFarlane Multiverse uh, Death Metal Build-A-Figures, uh, if you are familiar with them, they're the ones Uh, that have the Build-A-Figure parts for the Dark Father figure. Uh, These are, are, I've not seen these at Walmart. They may be, but I don't recall ever seeing them there. But at Target, because they're honestly really just warming the pegs. But I also do think a lot of that is because of the price point. Um, Some Targets have started clearancing these down to $17.49 from $24.99. However, my local Target, for some reason, marked this particular one down to $7.50. Uh, so it was really awesome getting this. Like, I particularly don't really like this Superman figure. It's kind of that you've got the chains on him and the one weird arm. Uh, so I'm not a general fan of the design. But a McFarlane figure for 750? I mean, hell, if I don't have any plans to build the Dark Father, which I may eventually piece together, because it looks like it could be a great figure to have. Um, I, mean, I could sell the arms and make the 750 back. I'm not concerned with that. Uh, so, uh, look out on the channel for an unboxing of this one coming up. I'm going to try to get that filmed after um, I wrap filming on the podcast today. Uh, so, uh, another pickup I managed to get this week, and that was the McFarlane Mirrorverse Buzz Lightyear. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys the same thing um, that I told my father yesterday when we were we were chatting about it when I was visiting with him. Uh also, this set has two other versions of, um, and these I guess these are the deluxe versions of the Mirrorverse figures. But they're in Jack Sparrows. Uh, the fractured one there looks like it could be maybe a, a translucent purple, but I've not seen pictures of that Jack Sparrow yet. I've seen the actual regular Jack Sparrow round. I don't really have any interest in getting that one. The Buzz Lightyear looks cool, and I actually may go pick up Sully uh, for the Monster dream because he's got all this these big giant pieces of armor on them and it looks very, very toy attic. And I think it looks really cool. And even the Mickey doesn't look too bad. And the price points on those normal figures from them are pretty good. It's around 12 or 13 bucks and so not bad, but these mirror versus figures are really cool. I'm going to be doing an unboxing for the buzz light year. Also get done wrapping, uh, recording on the podcast today. Uh, but that I found at target as well. Those price, uh, the MSRP on those is about 20 typically. Um, and it's a really big figure. It looks great. So, um, I don't have much Disney stuff at all, but Buzz Lightyear was like one of my favorite things as far as Disney goes and to get it in such a cool looking format. Cause that buzz, um, and I skipped over this, but when I was talking to my father, uh, I was, he was wanting me to kind of describe it to him. His eyesight's not that great. And I said, well, dad, it looks like Buzz Lightyear and a Gundam had a baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's the best way I could describe it for you audio listeners is uh, uh, just look Google pictures of it they're all over the place it is a great-looking figure I highly uh, recommend it. even if you want it, only want it for a display it looks great in the package just to the front of the bubble so that's really really cool excuse me I gotta take a drink real fast and if you're watching that video version I promise this is not a mule it's like 10 in the morning I'm not day I'm not a day drinker this is a uh, sunny D it's, uh, I, uh, I, I, can't appreciate real orange juice. <laughs> okay. So anyways, I'm going to move on to my last uh, purchase. And this was, um, a big boy purchase for sure. Um, I had a friend of mine contact me yesterday, um, networked me with another local collector who does more of the higher end of stuff. And he had a few things I needed. I had a few things he needed. And as I told, um, My brother Hall last night in a conversation, I kind of felt like Thanos because it was like, you know, that moment when Gamora was asking him what it cost him. And he said everything. Well, I kind of felt like that because first I got two items. The first one is I did get the gold label Jason Todd McFarlane multiverse figure, if I can get a better shot of him. I love that flaming sword with it. The face scan on this thing was great. Got the crowbar with it. Love that gold label placard right there. Uh, I, um, I managed to um, help Hall facilitate getting one for himself, uh, but it's really great that I have one for my gold label collection, which I keep men on cards. So very cool. I got this one finally. And this is the big one, though. I now officially have my very first McFarlane Platinum Edition, and this is from the classic Batman TV series, Cesar Romero Joker. Very, very cool. So essentially, right there's your Platinum Edition sticker. So on these particular figures, the Joker, Batman, and Robin, uh, there's a Platinum Edition version of each figure. The Platinum Edition version of the Joker has the mask on, while the Platinum Edition of the Robin and the Batman do not have the mask on. So, um, for at least the Robin. The Batman, I believe, doesn't have it on. i have to maybe research that. I have not seen actual pictures of it yet but i do know they made a platinum version of each one of those figures however i know finding the regular versions of those figures is quite difficult like online secondary market prices for them are already pretty ridiculous Uh, just the basic figures are going anywhere between 40 to 50 plus shipping on ebay Uh, it's kind of nuts but uh, very cool figures Um, so uh, keep an eye out for those they are starting to hit shelves how limited they are in terms of their release i'm not sure um, but it's very exciting to finally have a McFarlane Platinum Edition uh, in my collection because as of right now, I've got a few gold labels. I've got the gold version of Batman and Joker uh, from the Arkham Knight run, which are really cool, but I do not have a Platinum Edition figure. In fact, I only seen one recently in person the first time uh, when I was on my Tulsa trip, I saw the Platinum Edition um, Batman uh, that they had up there from the McFarland set. Uh, But that's it. I've not seen any other platinum versions um, in person. So it was great to get those um, picked up and added to the collection. So that was the big boy purchase for the week. Big get there and uh, big um, thanks to those that helped make it happen. Uh, So let's go ahead. Excuse me. Uh, let's go ahead and go ahead and cut over to the AEW Dynamite review for the week. So, um, first off, um, they started the night pretty, uh, I thought it was pretty hot. Uh, it was Adam Cole's first match in AEW. It was him and uh, Frank Kazarian. I thought it was kind of ironic that he had his first match back with Kazarian. And Christian Cage pretty much did the same thing. So, it's almost like Kazarian's maybe the gatekeeper at this point. Um, and I almost felt bad for Kazarian in a way because I feel like the Elite Hunter gimmick would probably be getting over a little bit better if, uh, he was actually getting some wins against the Elite. And so far, he's just kind of taking the L every time. And it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like they could be getting a lot more mileage out of Kaz if they're using him just a little bit differently, making him a little bit stronger. Uh, but it was what it was, but it was a great match. Cole looked wonderful. Um, I, and the good thing is that since he just you know had matches in NXT, there was not really any ring rust there. Um, so it was very, very cool uh, getting to see him perform an AEW ring. The match was great. Uh, Cole ended up uh, winning over Kaz, but great match. Um, but I, this is me hoping that sooner rather than later, they'll make Kazarian start looking a little bit stronger than they have. Now, uh, we had MJF come out and do a promo segment i gotta tell you i've not laughed this hard in a long time like his promo segment he had done the week before when they were in cincinnati was great um i mean just brutal so i, I honestly like some of that I, I was like wow i can't believe that got on tv um but uh, really great stuff and this week was i mean it wasn't quite as good but at the same time uh, some of it i thought was funnier uh, especially the part where he goes to talk to the deceased Brian Pillman, and he looks up to the heavens as if he's going to talk to him there. Then he goes, nah, who are we kidding? And then looks down, stomps on the ground, and says, hey, and, and it just popped me big. I, I'm <laughs> In fact, my thing about it now is it's still funny. I still laugh about it. It's uh, It was tremendous, good segment. There's, uh, if anything, I think uh, Pillman Jr. looked a little better in this segment compared to the last week's segment. It didn't seem quite as awkward. Uh, so I, I think from start to finish, a much better, more cohesive segment uh, this week. So very, very good stuff from MJF again. Uh, that that dude is just, uh, wow. Like MJF is tremendous. So I really, um, I really, really enjoy his work now. And I'm glad he's away from Jericho. Uh, and of course, after that, they followed it up with a one-on-one interview between Pillman and um, JR, which is really cool. Uh, I thought it was very well done. So, uh, if anything, more of those one-on-one interviews, I think would be great. Um, JR is good in that format. Uh, and obviously since they can pre-tape it, they can kind of edit around any mistakes or flaws and just kind of make it a, a, a lot more cohesive. AW's got a great production team and they're, you know, pre-production videos, uh, things like that. Um, all those pre-taped stuff. Uh, they, they seem to do a really good job of editing those and making them just look really, really good and well done. So more of those. I, I, will, I will gladly take it. Except unless it involves Marvez, and then all of a sudden those seem weird because it's almost like it comes out of a pocket dimension, um, maybe a phantom zone or something. And almost nine times out of 10, if Marvez is there, somebody's getting beat up. Uh, so if you're ever doing something and you know Marvez shows up, have a gun with you or a baseball bat at least because you're probably about to get jumped. Just FYI. Okay, so um, we also ended up getting a tag match between FTR and then of course, uh, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Uh, it was really weird. I got a, a kind of an odd like air boom feeling from this tag match with uh, the chemistry between Seidel and Dante Martin. is really cool, lots of cool spots in the match. Um, FTR ended up getting the win, which was good. I'm glad to see them on TV a little more often because, man, um, AEW's done a lot of stuff right, but I feel like their use of FTR has been pretty bad. Um, they're an incredible tag team, and I think they could get a lot more mileage out of them if they would just use them more often. So um, I'm I'm really hoping that this is them starting to – put the best foot forward with FTR and really start to establish them as a real threat to the tag division, especially now that the Lucha bros have the tag titles. I think, you know, they can get some really good matches out of that. Uh, then they had a Dan Lambert section, uh, segment uh, where him and, you know, top team were in the ring with, uh, excuse me. Wow. With uh, Scorpio sky and Ethan page, uh, which Ethan page is like low key. One of my like guilty pleasures. Now he's just ridiculous. Honestly, he's just ridiculous. So um, I'm really looking forward to what uh, they can get. as far as a match between for, between Jericho, Hager, and uh, with the um, you know Sky and Page dynamic, um, I think Sky and Page, uh, you know, that's another you know team of guys who I think are kind of underutilized. I think they can bring a lot to the table, especially Scorpio Sky is so incredibly talented. Um, and if he has a mouthpiece of wisdom, uh, like Dan Lambert, I mean, sky's the limit literally, uh, cause, uh, he's tremendous and his TKO is my favorite finisher in wrestling is every time he hits that damn thing, he looks like he freaking kills somebody. So, uh, big on Scorpio sky, Ethan page. I'm big on him. The guy's just, he really feels that comedic relief role on, you know, the side of a tag team. Cause you can always have the one serious guy, the one guy that's a little bit funny, um, but yeah, I, I really hope they can do something great with, uh, them as a team. So yeah, it's going to be, um, Page and Sky against Jericho and Hager. Um, so I will say this by this point in the show, I was really starting to wonder how many times they're going to use the word, uh, they're going to use the S word. I'm going to try to not use it. I, I, I don't want to weigh down the pod with a bunch of, uh, kind of things. I don't know how that affects my views or, um. I don't know, but it uh, <laughs> um, uh, used a lot. It felt like a South Park episode where they got to use it on TV and it was like 137. Like it was starting to feel like that South Park episode uh, with this particular episode of Dynamite was as much as the word which was just being thrown around. If anything, I feel like maybe it's being used too much. It's really starting to lose uh, its impact when somebody says it. So maybe they could just bring that back a little bit and cut it down to where it's maybe once a show or once every other show, even uh, that way really can maybe get back something gusto because when you use it you know it's supposed to really give off kind of the vibe um of seriousness but at this point when it's being said 17 times in a show it's like eh it's another word at this point so um then we ended up getting um jay cargill in a match and she was taking on layla hirsch uh, which i thought was pretty good um i don't know layla hirsch is so good uh, her size, unfortunately, is a detriment because she's shorter than short. She's unbelievably short, and it's crazy because she can do an amazing, uh, such amazing feats of strength on the ring. Um, but I do think in the long run her height is going to hinder her, and that sucks because I really think highly of her. I think Layla is fantastic, um, but who knows? Um, maybe in the future, once she's, you know, got some more reps under her and she's not quite as green, um, who who knows, she could be a contender for, you know, the women's title or even get a title run. Who knows? Uh but I think that, you know, if they really knuckle down if they're gonna really dedicate to her just being this badass. Um I think they can go a long way with it, but they've really got to commit to it and they've either got to stick to their guns and make it happen or just abandon ship and, and change direction with her. So but Jade ended up getting the win, which I was pretty much expecting. They're really high on pushing Jade Cargill right now. Um, but I'm also in the opinion that even though she's incredibly green, uh, you can only fix that by getting uh, getting reps under your belt. So, you know, get her out there, give her some matches on dark or elevation or whatever you got to do. But they got to get her out there and get more matches under her belt and uh, get that practice in. That way she can improve. And I, I think that she may have the um, – natural athletic talent to be able to be great at this and from some in some ways from what she has already done has been good uh but there are times when you know there's definitely miscommunication issues like in the barrel world she seemed kind of deer in headlights half the time um but you know who knows um I, i'm hoping that she can just you know just keep absorbing all the non she can getting all the reps she can and and i think cause she i think she could be a monster heel world champion um if she can just stay on course and keep improving. So um, hopefully there'll be some some hope in that regard. Uh, and then right after that, they had a segment where Hook came out and confronted Punk while Punk was on commentary. Um, and I was okay with this spot. I do think um, the distraction part of it went a little bit long with Hook distracting Punk. Because, I'm sorry, if somebody's getting in my face, I'm not going to wait a whole 20 seconds to knock shit out of him. Hey, there, hey, there we go. I said it. There's my one for the show. Um, But it seemed to just take a little bit longer than I wanted to. I'm not sure if maybe Hobbs wasn't quite on cue like he was supposed to be or what happened. But Hobbs ended up getting a hold of Punk and putting him through the table, which I thought was a great spot. Makes Hobbs look like a beast. Uh, And I really can't wait to see uh, Hobbs in there with Punk. uh, Because I think Hobbs has got a lot of upside to him. That dude, if he's not a future world champion in some form of capacity, whether it's an AEW or another company, I'll be surprised because that dude just keeps getting better and better, and he just uh, he he looks incredible. Um, his, his in-ring work is really solid and just keeps getting better. So I'm really really high on Will Hobbs, and honestly, I kind of can't wait to see what Hook can do in the ring if they can just get him in there for a match. Like I'm really kind of anxious to see that. Um, you would think if you're Taz's son, you're gonna know something. I don't think he's gonna let you go out there and look like an asshole. So, um, really looking forward to seeing Hook uh, get in there and, and do something in the ring because, like, I'm I'm sure by this point he's probably had a lot of training under his belt, good teachers, uh, all around him. So I, I'm looking forward to it. And if anything, if we can get a match between him and Punk, I think that could be um, a really cool uh, match to see. Uh, after that. Uh, We ended up getting Darby Allen versus Sean Spears, who had Tully Blanchard with him at ringside. Uh, This was a pretty solid match. You know, nice gentleman's three, back and forth. A lot of good hard-hitting spots. My favorite spot of the match, and probably the night, honestly, was probably the moment that Spears was sitting on the ring steps uh, on the outside of the ring, and Darby just catapulted his body through the ropes and just bowled right through his ass, knocked him right off those stairs, and it just... uh, It looked like a car wreck. It looked great. Uh, Like I said, my favorite spot of the whole night. But Darby ended up getting the win. Uh, Really, really solid match. And, again, I think it just shows just how good Spears is. I think he's um, overlooked a lot of the time uh, because he may may not have just the star power or charisma that a lot of the other guys do. Um, But I do think he's a very, very solid worker. And um, I don't know. Uh, he's another guy that I'm high on, and I wish they would just find some way to kind of make him a little bit more of a—I uh, don't know—a standout. I don't think just being a straight-up hard-ass is going to work for him. I do think he has some mileage when it comes to maybe a comedic character of some sorts. Um, but yeah, um, I'm big on big on Sean Spears. But this was a good match between Darby and Spears. Um, so, I mean, I'd almost go as far as to say it's probably my favorite match of the night. Uh, it was um, very very uh, very very solid and then of course uh, they ended up having a segment uh, where Kenny and Brian Danielson had a little face-off and uh, Kenny Omega agreed to a match with Brian Danielson which will I believe it's going to be next week maybe it's this week I don't know I look at the date uh, my days are really starting to run to run together again uh, so I need to check that out, but um, I believe it's whenever they're going to be in New York um, or what is the the tennis stadium? I do not care what the hell it's called now, uh, but look forward to that. That's going to be a great match. It's going to be non-title. Second, I'm pretty solid on the idea that one of two things are going to happen. Either Daniel... Wow, got to call him that. Brian Danielson is going to uh, beat the crap out of Kenny Omega and just pin him. Just no effort at all. Or... That may be when uh, the former Bray Wyatt makes his appearance and he ends up causing some kind of odd finish to the match, costing um, Brian the match. But, regardless, I'm excited to see it either way. I think it's going to be great, and I think uh, that's a dream match that a lot of people wanted to see, uh, yours truly included. And then they finished up the night, and they had a tag match between uh, 2.0, which is another one of my favorite guilty pleasures right now. Just ridiculous those two guys um i think they they are so fun on the mic and just you want to taste like like and and, you know they're the bte champion too which is hilarious and um it was really cool uh, seeing them get a match with moxley and kingston uh obviously moxley and kingston ended up getting the win which i pretty much expected uh but there was a lot of entertainment in this match uh really good just 2.0 is so good like man you want to talk about somebody? Miss, WWE missed the boat when they just canned those guys. Cause I, so good, so entertaining. Um, I honestly, I can't wait till those guys get a tag title run. It's gonna happen. It has to happen. Uh, if anything, I could see them being the ones that end up taking the belts from the Lucha Bros. Uh, Cause I think that they would just be just the most obnoxious, like tuck tail and run heel tag team possible, and it would be. A delight to watch. So I really look forward to it. I think it's going to happen. I'm calling it now 2.0 Future Tag Team Champions. So um, a few of things I'm going to touch on um, while we're on the subject of wrestling. Uh, this week there was also the I guess second half of the season premiere for Dark Side of the Ring and uh, oh boy it was a heavy one um, and a lot of bad crap came out of this one um i was i was expecting it to be a decent episode i was not expecting to uh i didn't get to watch it the night it debuted uh i just remember i woke up the next morning took one look at facebook uh and what i was seeing just like the way people were talking about tommy dreamer and rick flair like what the hell happened last night So I had to go back and watch it. And, uh, boy, uh, did not make anybody on that show look good at all. Like, I think PJ Polacco was probably one of the only people that walked away not looking like a complete dirtbag. Like, just, it was rough. Um, Yeah, nobody looked good at all. Sucked. Uh, I'm almost afraid to see what next week's episode's going to be like. Uh, next week's episode is going to be about Chris Canyon, which I do look forward to because I was a massive fan of Chris Canyon. I always thought he was another highly underrated act. Um, so innovative in the ring and a lot of people speak very highly of him too. And that's the thing. It's not like, um, he was, you know, shady or underhanded to everybody. And he had a, you know, a, a really bad reputation or anything. Just, uh, he was a talented guy. and A lot of guys had good things to say about him. Of course, he was just a victim of his own demons. Um, unfortunately, like a lot of people are. So I look forward to that, but I'm also afraid of uh man, who's whose career is gonna get just destroyed by this one? Because um this week's episode um it, it it did no favors for anybody. It was just real bad. Like even JR ended up looking kind of bad on it, like it 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 was rough. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. But just, just know that it's probably going to change your opinion on some people after that one. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on to something a little more um, lighthearted. Uh, and that's going to be, uh, I went back through and checked out some of the DC multiverse releases. Because yesterday was Batman Day. And McFarlane showed off a sneak preview of the three jokers that they're gonna be putting out which looks amazing so um, look forward to getting that one going to get it um, I, I've been waiting to add a nice Joker to my collection but being able to get it like that I, they didn't say if it was gonna be specifically in a three pack like that I sure as hell hope so uh, or if they're gonna be individual figures however I'm going to get them regardless it look great um, but also, uh, they do have more new figures coming out soon, uh, like Lobo, uh, the New 52 Superman version, which I'll probably pass on that one. Lobo, I'll definitely get. So new New 52 take a shot. Uh, new 52 Superman, probably a hard pass for me. There's also going to be the Green Power Suit Lex Luthor, which I'm definitely going to get. Looks awesome. Uh, there's also going to be the, uh, I call it the God of knowledge likes Luther, where he's got the throne chair, blue armor with the S on his chest. Um, there's also going to be the Superboy Prime, which I'm definitely getting. In fact, I managed to secure pre-orders, uh, for both me and Brother Hall for that very specific figure, because I love Superboy Prime. If you've never read any of the stuff with Superboy Prime, like, I think it was, uh, Final Crisis... Um, and even like some of the Green Lantern stuff where he came in as a member of the Sinestro Corps uh, and became a Red Lantern, things like that. Check it out. Superboy Prime is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, Superboy Prime is coming out. Uh, there's also going to be a version of Harley Quinn from the Suicide Squad where she's kind of got like the gold jumpsuit on. And actually, I think it may be more from Birds of Prey. I don't know, but I've seen some shots of it. Um, I probably won't get that one because um, I- I'm not a big Suicide Squad collector, uh, nor a Harley collector. Uh, he may end up getting it because uh, he is an absolutely huge Harley Quinn fan. Uh, so I'll probably be keeping an eye out for that one uh, for him. Uh, but, yeah, lots of releases there. And also they do have a two-pack coming out that's going to have uh, Green Lantern and Hal Jordan, uh, along with the Dawnbreaker, which was previously released. Uh, and it's going to have some kind of weird green smoke energy cloud base to it um, that I guess you can put the figures on, kind of like that came with the two-pack with the Devastator and Superman. now I don't know if I'm going to get that two-pack just so I can get the Hal Jordan or not. I've not got confirmation on whether they're going to be doing a single-figure release of Hal Jordan at this point. I hope they do, because I need one in my life. Like, right now, we've gotten two Jon Stewart's, zero Hal Jordans, and that upsets me. Need at least one. Maybe even Guy Gardner. Let's, let's not overlook Guy, because he's, he's just... A delight. He's a national treasure at this point, if you ask me. Also, uh, one last thing I do want to talk about and show off, and that's gonna be the comic book guests that I got. Get got get get dit, dit, dit. Okay. <laughs> Woo! You can definitely tell this is running long. Um but uh also good brother Hall managed to help me secure these as well. And the first off, which I've shown these on Instagram, so check those out if you want better pictures of them. The first one is going to be the Batman '89 cover, the Michael Keaton inspired Batman, which looks great. The number one, very very cool cover on that one. Um, it's kind of got him pointing the grappling hook gun. It looks really really cool. Um, and then also, I managed to get the number one of Batman '89 and the number one of Batman '78. As what we call it, the 24 Hours of Justice covers, which are inspired by the classic Jim Lee covers, uh, which are, to this day, my favorite Batman Superman covers, probably of all time. Uh, hands down, when I saw these variants come up as an order option, I showed them off to Hall because I knew he'd be interested, and he ended up getting his orders for both of them, and uh, could not be happier. Those covers look badass. Of course, your Michael Keaton Batman on one side, and your Christopher Reeve Superman on the other. Those are very, very beautiful books. Um, if anything, I may eventually work on getting those graded because they are just um, beautiful, and having those slapped uh, would be awesome. So, may end up making that my next um, book grading purchase as well. Um, also, speaking of books, um, for I guess the um, I don't say potential future, uh, but I guess. Um, for the, since we're doing the video version of the podcast now, uh, something else I'm going to do every time I do an episode is that I'm also going to now, ref, uh, I guess, recommend a graphic novel or comic uh, for you guys to check out uh, because I do want to start in, incorporating more comic book related stuff into the podcast uh, so it's not just completely wrestling heavy. I know McFarlane's DC-based, but, you know, I do want to just make something more comic book related So I'm going to make a book uh, recommendation, and this week's book recommendation is going to be the graphic novel Batman Earth-1 by Jeff Johns. If you have not read this, go and check it out. I've got mine on hardcover, which is a beautiful book, by the way. Uh, but, um, I mean, you can't go wrong with it. It's just, you know, it's got... Uh, classic Gary Frank-style artwork in it, which is really tremendous. Uh, Jeff Johns, hands down my favorite writers and comics of all time. Easily top three. And if we're talking Green Lantern, freaking forget it. He's number one. Um, but highly recommend it. If you have not read Batman Earth 1, check it out. Amazing book. Um, definitely, definitely recommend it. Uh, But, guys, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate the love and support. So, as always, uh, cheap plugs. If you're ever in Oklahoma and you're in the Tulsa area, do remember to check out our friends at the Fan Fortress as well as over uh, our friends at Vintage Toy Mall of Broken Arrow and of Jinx. Incredible, incredible toy shops. Uh, So support them if you're in those areas and check them out. Lots of great stuff you can find there Uh, This is just a free plug for them because They were so good to us while we were on our toy hunt there that I do want to go ahead and give them another shout out um, As a way of saying thank you And then of course if you remember if you need protectors like you see on all these great figures behind me uh, check out toyshield.com and you can find lots of options there for um, protecting your figures including things like this so on and so forth Uh, And then, of course, don't forget to follow me on all forms of social media on Instagram at Collecting Raj. Give me a follow over there. Uh, Also remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Remember, at 100 subscribers we will be doing a tour of the toy room. So get that number and I'll give you a toy room tour. And then also remember to check me out over on TikTok now at Collecting Raj. I'm slowly pumping out more content for that as well. It's more me trying to get used to how uh, to format Uh, content for it because it is a lot different than just shooting a video and uploading it to YouTube and then of course don't forget to check out the podcast on Google podcast and on Spotify just search collecting Raj but guys that's gonna do it for this week's episode as always massive thank you for the love and support just remember to follow me and subscribe on all my digital platforms Uh, and I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to either watch this or listen to this in audio only format And I will have another episode up next weekend. So for right now, as always, thank you guys very much and have yourselves an awesome week.